start your work week off, ladies and gentlemen, by being locked and loaded onto the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. How we doing, people? This right here is in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And as always, the show bigger than me, more than me. I got my man John Ivory in the building. I call him JP, but the man John Ivory making sure everything is in full force and full focus in terms of the show as we stream this to you every time via YouTube from Tuscaloosa and all the time we encourage you to drop a thumbs up to give a like on the show and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Now what that does for us here at TDA is that lets us know we got to continue pumping you out the best in news, notes, information, and content on your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. It is because of you, the Alabama football fans, that we are over 8,000. That's correct, over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So definitely want to encourage you to continue to help us grow the network channel and the brand. Got a jam-packed slate of topics to get to you on a Monday. We'll start off with a little update, and then after that, kind of a creative ordeal. I will dive into my five all-time football movies. My five, my top five all-time football-based movies. We'll dive into that right there. And then from there, I will we'll preview... We'll look at the Alabama running backs for the 2020 season. A lot of talent there at the running back position for the Crimson Tide. And then last but not least, we'll go into one. Derrick Henry, former Alabama running back and 2015 Heisman Trophy winner. The Tennessee Titans decided to franchise tag him on today. Was that the was that a great move? Was that a smart move? We'll dive into that. And also we'll get into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions questions and concerns on the show but first and foremost the update here even though there is not a March Madness for the NCAA tournament in terms of men and women's basketball people don't fret touchdown Alabama magazine touchdownalabama.com we have you covered bringing you our own version of March Madness for you the Crimson Tide fans in terms of getting a chance to pick and choose your favorite restaurant your favorite bar in terms of Tuscaloosa we got a March Madness bracket here for you on touchdownalabama.com we encourage you to log on to the site and vote on your favorite restaurants, your favorite bars, as they go head-to-head in seeing which the best restaurant, what is the best bar in Tuscaloosa. So, TDA, we got you covered in terms of March Madness with our own version of a bracket in terms of the best bars, best restaurants in Tuscaloosa. So be sure to go to touchdownalabama.com, log into the site, and get your competition on in terms of that but we dive into now the first topic of conversation for this evening something creative here my top five football based movies of all time and there's quite a few good really entertaining football based movies but to break down my top five from five to one and, and as always people you know 205 
205-448-1358. The number to call in to be a part of the show, 205-448-1358. If you agree with the five movies I'm going to throw out here, you will get your chance in the following segment to talk about that. If you think, Stephen, I'm not feeling your five. I got a five of my own that will trump your five. And by all means necessary, very open to that debate here in the first call-in segment after the break here. But my five right now, at number five, Give Me Radio, movie that came out in 2003, uh, played by the star of the movie being Mr. Cuba Gooding Jr. here, playing the role of James Radio Kennedy. And it's a, it's a very interesting movie because Radio is a mentally challenged young man who lives with his mom. His mom is a nurse. She works 10 to 12 hour or 10 to 15 hour shifts, so not able to really you know, look after her son Radio as much as she would like to. And Radio in the movie is seen a lot of times just pushing a golf cart up and down the street and collecting things that he finds throughout the community that he picks up and puts in the golf cart. But he starts to draw interest to uh, the local high school football team, the Jackets, in the area, coached by uh, Coach Jones, Coach Harold Jones. And uh, you know, Coach Jones, hard guy, stern guy, wants his players playing sound, playing fundamental, you know, playing the right way. And uh, radio takes interest to the football team. And though at first – they don't take much interest in him. They actually tie him up and have him locked away in the gear shed after he, you know, collects their football. After the football in practice was thrown out of bounds, you know, radio picks it up, very excited about having a football, puts it in its cart, puts it in his cart and goes away with it. Team not happy about that. So they lock him up there in the gear shed. Coach Jones finds out, ends up freeing radio out of the gear shed. And the two they form a relationship. They form a bond. It's kind of like, kind of like father and son, if you will. And while the team did not really win, and though in the movie, you know, Coach Jones, his fa- his daughter Mary Helen, feels as though he she feels as though her father is taking more so time and spending it with radio and with the team versus you know her being his daughter and the family. You know, uh, Coach Jones sees radio as somebody that's teaching the community how to love each other, how to love everybody, and how to treat everybody with the same amount of respect. And uh, Coach Jones has radio be kind of like a an assistant, if you will. He would help out at the practice field, taking the guys through different stations, holding up the tackling dummies, kind of like in college. This was college. Radio would be viewed as a grad assistant, but, you know, a strong movie, a great movie, you know, based off a true story of showing love, of showing courage, of showing passion, uh, of showing compassion, and, uh, you know, the actual James Kennedy ends up going on to be a coach at the University of South Carolina, goes off to be in the Hall of Fame, but in the movie Radio, a guy that, you know, mentally challenged, was not accepted early on, but would grow to be loved by the entire community. And Eve would go on to get his high school diploma as an honorary as an honorary graduate. So number five for me, I would have radio off the year 2003. At number four, Give me the movie Rudy, Rudy. I will take the movie Rudy at number four. And Rudy, to me, 
kind of speaks more so in my high school playing days. But for Rudy, much like radio, though Rudy not mentally challenged, Rudy just did not have the grades, didn't have the peak athletic talent, but a young man that was determined, a young man that was hard-nosed, a young man that wanted to play for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He ends up having to go to Holy Cross College at first for his for his beginning training, and then he hooks up with a friend of his, and and that friend helps him prepare to you know get into Notre Dame, but getting to getting to Notre Dame as a walk on. And uh, even though the coaching staff did not let Rudy play at first, did not let the young man get on the field, it took the entire team to convince the coaching staff to you know let this young man play. He's worked hard. He's put in the effort, even though he's not like us. We respect him as one of us because of the heart, because of the determination, because he has worked so hard to get to this point. And there was a moment in the movie where, you know, Rudy wanted to quit, but it took a guy to tell him, hey, man, if you quit, you will regret this because what if you quit? And you could have ended up actually getting on the field or you could have ended up actually carving out an opportunity, whether it's as a scholarship athlete or as a walk on or what have you. But Rudy ends up getting back on the team. And at one point, I think it was the final game of the season, the coach didn't want did not want to play him. And it took the players on that team and the fans in that community, you know, in the game, chanting his name. And it got to where the coach, you couldn't fight it. You couldn't play it off. You had to play the young man. Rudy got out there in the game on the kickoff team, made a tackle in the game, got a huge sack in the game, and the team carried him in their arms off the field. And I guess the reason why Rudy sticks out to me is, I was kind of like Rudy in high school. Yes, Stephen M. Smith was kind of like Rudy uh, in the high school where the coaching staff didn't like to play me, you know, for some odd reason. But I worked hard. I was out there every day, learned the playbook, learned the system, was determined, wanted to get out on the field in any way, shape, or form that I could get out there in the field. And, you know, there was one coach that believed in yours truly. Uh, it was Coach Carpenter, who was my special teams coach in high school. He said, Smith, you a runner. You don't mind hitting nobody. You fast. You energetic. You always hyped up. Smith, we putting you on the field because we, we we know if we put you on the field, you're going to give us our full-on effort. So, you know, Coach Carpenter put me on the field on special teams, and I'm sitting here flying like a bat out of New York, <laughs> knocking, every, knocking everybody out. So, I enjoyed that, and I was able to get on the field on off, not on offense, but on defense, and outside linebacker, and in the defensive backfield. So much like Rudy had to prove, you know, people wrong. I myself had to prove people wrong, and got a chance to, you know, play some high school football. So Rudy to me would be number four. Number three, give me the blind side with Sandra Bullock, Michael Orr. Tremendous movie. Based on a true story, Michael Orr ended up being one of the greatest offensive tackles to ever play in the NFL. Just a a, a big time, uh, you know, guy and a, and a big time weapon, especially at that left tackle position. And just the story itself grew up very rough neighborhood. You know, a guy that you know the family. I guess didn't quite care for him as much as they would like to, and was 
struggling in school, struggling and just being struck struggling just being sociable, excuse me, struggling at life. But Sandra Bullock and the family uh, adopted Big Mike and took him into the family and treated Big Mike um, like royalty. Now, at first, a lot of people in that community were not really on board with having Michael in here, but as all movies go, you grow to love him, you grow to value him, you grow to appreciate him, you grow to embrace him. And Big Mike grew to love the family that he was adopted into. Of course, the son of that family, you know, taught Mike a lot of things, uh, showed love to Mike, and Mike became a big brother to him and a big brother to uh, the sister also. So, and, and then also with that, Mike got the grades in order was able to get on that football field, show that he could block uh, in the run game, show that he could block in pass protection. And in the movie, you saw all the college scouts that wanted him. Ed Ogeron was out there. Of course, uh, Houston Nutt was out there. Nick Saban made him a little bit of a cameo in this movie, played a big role. Nick Saban at that time was coaching the LSU Tigers, if I'm not mistaken, but Michael Orr ended up going to the Ole Miss Rebels, if I'm stating that correctly. But uh, the blind side with Sandra Bullock, the way she cared for Big Mike, the way she loved on Big Mike, the way she took him in and made him a part of her family and treated him like a son and treated him like a human being and, and, and treated him as if to say, you know, young man, you're going to be something. You're going to be something special. You're going to be something productive. You're going to be something of value you know, to society and against all odds. You know, she was she was that football mom. She was that mom's mom, but she was that football mom at the game going, you better put Mike in there. Make sure Big Mike don't get hurt. Make sure Big Mike is doing his thing out there on that football field. So Sandra Bullock, I mean, Emmy Award winning movie right there. Golden Globe, Oscar, all of that. You know, she should have gotten more so of those awards for that role she played, you know, in that film. So the blind side would be number three for me. Number two, and I watched this movie a lot just growing up as a child, and that would be Facing the Giants. And uh, that was the old David and Goliath, if you will. If we had to put this into college football, it would be Boise State versus Oklahoma from from some years back, and you had the Statue of Liberty from Jared Zembranski to Ian Johnson to win that football game in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, but facing the Giants, you have a Christian-based movie here. You've got the Shango Eagles and the Giants going at it. The Shango Eagles, not a big team, small guys, not uber, uber talented, but they had to grow into believing in themselves. They had to grow into... Uh, believing in you know the coaching staff, the coaching staff had to grow into believing in the players that they had and believing in itself that it could coach these guys the right way, that it could teach these guys the right way, and that it could you know win a championship because the odds were stacked against them. And uh, you know that was a team that pushed and clawed and made it all the way to its first ever state title game in the history in the, in the history of the program, and it took on the Giants and it got there with. Having a backup kicker, it got there with having a defense that was smaller than the other team, but those guys had that stonewall mentality. 
they were tired at times, but they found a way to stick it out, to keep pushing, to keep grinding. They got the going on stand you know, on four on four downs against the the Giants, and there was a fumble that took place in the game, and Eagles picked it up, got down inside a 34-yard line, and little David, of whom at that time, his biggest field goal was a 39-yard field goal, but made a 51-yarder, and the Shango Eagles won the state championship. So facing those giants, understanding that you go through things in life that may be bigger than you, or you go through things in life to which you may think you cannot accomplish them and you cannot beat those insurmountable mountains, but that movie showed that you could. And number one, remember the Titans, baby. Denzel Washington as Coach Boone and Sunshine Bertier, uh, Julius, that that movie just spoke to breaking barriers. That movie just spoke to races coming together. That movie spoke to a community coming together, a team coming together, coaches coming together, everybody coming together, and the Titans, who were once a very bad program, go on to win just due to, you know, not seeing black, not seeing white, not seeing color, but seeing a team, but seeing a unified community, but seeing people that come together for one goal and that seeing these young men be successful. But on top of that, seeing a community win a championship. So those would be my five right there. We're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. But upon our return, we get back. We go to your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, and concerns right after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back inside the action here on a Monday in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, hottest show in the streets here, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And it's your time, Crimson Tide fans, 205-448-1358. The number to call in and let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number if Twitter is your thing. You can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith on Twitter. But we take our first call of the day live in the queue, and it's the man Waylon. Waylon, what's going on on a Monday, brother? 
Uh, <clears throat> it's just like the old song the Bengals used to sing. It's just another manic Monday. Oh, I wish it was Sunday. Anyway, Stephen, I saw you was doing your five top five football movies of all time. I'm going to have to throw mine in. It's going to be the great Burt Reynolds, The Longest Yard. What do you think about that one? I like The Longest Yard. Love Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, Burt was one of a kind. It was a great movie. There's there's no, uh, no doubt about that. Of course, we're still having to deal with this fear of the coronavirus and all of our football and stuff is taken away. But we can always remember TDA Magazine is here every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So what more could we ask for, Stephen? Well, you can't ask for much. I mean, well, you, you, you could ask to win the jackpot lottery. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. If I wish I had the money back I'd spend on tickets, uh, I could buy plenty of hand sanitizer, no doubt. <laughs> but, uh, well, I know, I know there's going to be some more people in the queue, and I thought I'd just give a little yell in on Monday and try to give a little hearty chuckle here to at the end of our conversation. As you always say, our three hearty laughs a day, so... We'll try and see how this one goes. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, once again, winter has left and spring has sprung too. The coronavirus has left us speechless and some who seem teachless. But always remember, when the smoke clears and the skies part and turn blue, remember, always have no fears. God will take away your, uh, take away your fears and answer your prayers too. So we'll see you again there on Wednesday night, Stephen, if the good Lord's willing, okay? Appreciate that, Wayne, and thank you, man. Wayne, as always, delivering us some great poetry. He got he has to get him an Emmy Award at some point for those poems. But we're going to go to our next caller in the queue on a Monday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's going on, Steve? It's Wayne. Bug, what's happening, man? Same old man. I'm just trying to get adjusted to this working from home thing. I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't get jiggy with it. But anyway, <laughs> I actually got six movies. Uh, I, I agree with one of your five, okay? Remember, the Titans should be number one. Yeah, given. Done. But I got six movies. I got five in the honorable mention. All right. Honorable mention is this movie called He Subs Himself Into the Game. It's about this... <laughs> uh, this wide receiver in his senior year of high school who used to jump around on the field, and one day he wouldn't jump it around. So I walk up to him and I go, "Hey, Steve, what's wrong?" He's like, "I'm gonna do it." And then the next play, silver set, five wide receivers. He jumps into the slot, runs the go, gets behind the safety, and there's a sack. But I, I know you like that movie. All right, number five. Um, Longest Yard, not the 70s one, the one with Adam Sandler and all of the football players. Number four, Waterboy. It's got to be the Waterboy. Number three, Friday Night Lights, Booby Miles, Texas High School Football. Number two, Varsity Blues, West Canyon High School. Number one, Remember the Titans. Any other? Does Forrest Gump count as a football movie? I mean, I, I I've been debating with I mean, JP about this for a minute. Do we count that? I think I think we should. J, John doesn't think so. I I don't know, man. That's kind of a toss up for me. I don't know. Huh? 
Well, that was my five, Steve. Appreciate the five, man. Keep listening to us. Of course. That was Lionel with his five. We take another call here on a Monday. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind? How we doing, Stephen L? Can't complain here, man. It is Monday. How you doing? I'm doing all right. This is William. I'm up here in Iowa. But okay. I was born raised down in Alabama, and I'm an Alabama fan all the way. Uh, I've noticed uh, that you was talking about uh, movies a while ago, and uh, I want to tell you my favorite was The Water Boy. And and I love the you know I love the way that he would get after the the quarterback, and uh, I know that Alabama's been known to do that before. And, uh, I just want to know if you've got any thoughts on some impact players this year that could do that. Well, vengeance like that. Well, any, any any impact players for Alabama that could be like Waterboy and getting after that quarterback. I like Chris <laughs> Allen. I think Chris Allen could be one of those guys. I think Will Anderson, the freshman that's in here right now from Hampton, Georgia, could be another one of those guys. Uh, Christian Barmore, somebody who we see who we saw be a beast last season in limited action, could be one of those guys. So there, there's quite a few. But if I had to pick three. Uh, Chris Allen, Will Anderson, and Christian Barmore. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I I, I remember seeing uh, that Christian Barmore, and yeah, he's a he's definitely a runner there. After him, yeah, he's definitely a and, guy and that that's. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say Will Anderson also. Yeah, I remember him from last year. Well, both of those guys are going to look to do some action on the field, man, but appreciate the call. Keep listening to us. Sure will. Sure will. Thanks a lot. We're going to go to some comments now here on a Monday as we are rolling along here. We're going to go to the YouTube chat line. We go to Dorito Bag. Dorito Bag writes in, people are sleeping on Roy Dale Williams and Kyle Edwards they will be superstars for our program, being the Alabama program. Dorito Bag, I-, I can agree with that. I like Roydale Williams. Roydale at 5'10", 217 pounds, cut up right now, played at Hueytown High School, very, very accomplished young man as a four-star player. And when you watch him play, there's a little bit of Josh Jacobs there. I'm not saying it's all the way Josh Jacobs. But when you watch Roydale Williams, a hint of Josh Jacobs is in his game. And then Kyle Edwards of Louisiana, a bigger back, uh, a physical back. In between the tackles, he doesn't get much press attention due to Jace McClellan and Trey Sanders and other guys. But I like Kyle Edwards also. But keep your eyes on Roydale. Really like that young man out of Hueytown. We continue with uh, Mar Davis Thomas. Mar Davis Thomas writes in his five favorite football movies. He's got Remember the Titans at one, Friday Night Lights at two, Waterboy at three, Little Giants at four, and The Blind Side at five. So two of my five made his list. Well, I'll take that. Two of my five got in there. Uh, Willie351 writes in, Edward surprised me. Other sites had him as a three-star early on, he's like lazy to me, bruiser uh, with some wiggle here. 
I like Kyle Edwards. I, I think he's a guy that can really surprise some people. Once again, bigger body back who is strong in between the tackles. He's got some shiftiness. He's got some elusiveness to him. My thing is when I watched him play some of his highlight film here, he can drag some guys. Kyle Edwards can pull some guys with him. So it's going to be fun to watch him develop on the field. But we take our next break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial since we're talking running backs. We're going to return from the break previewing the Alabama running backs for the upcoming season. Don't touch that dial, folks. We're coming back. delicious homestyle cooking sushi and hibachi check out otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama at home and you can't get away from the tv because the crimson tide is about to score don't worry delivery is also available through waiter and crimson to go that's otoro hibachi in the university mall in tuscaloosa alabama and make sure you let them know the good folks at touchdown alabama sent you Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back rocking and rolling, folks, on a Monday, hottest show on the streets, in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And want to remind you to be sure. You give a thumbs up, like the show, and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That lets us know here at TDA to continue pumping you out the best in news, notes, information, and content on your Crimson Tide. Also, if you haven't done so already, go to TouchdownAlabama.com, TouchdownAlabama.com to check out the March Madness bracket we have for you, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Despite there not being any basketball March Madness, we have a March Madness bracket in terms of top restaurants and our bars in Tuscaloosa, and you have a chance to vote on your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar in the city here. Round one, you can vote up to March 18th. Voting for round one goes until March 18th, so go right now, touchdownalabama.com to check out the March Madness bracket. You'd be very glad that you got a chance to do that. As we dive back into the conversation here, we look at the Alabama running backs for the 2020 season. And what's crazy, nobody left for the draft. Najee Harris could have left for the draft, especially after the way he played from the LSU game throughout the remainder of the 2019 season. But no, Najee Harris decided, Coach Saban, I want one more year with this program. I want one more year with you. I want one more year with these with my teammates. I want one more year to play in front of the greatest fans of all time, the Alabama football fans inside of Bryant-Denny Stadium. And Najee, Najee Harris is back. The senior from California 
had 1,224 rushing yards a season ago, 13 touchdowns. Behind him, you got Brian Robinson, who tweeted on social media a few weeks ago that this year is personal for him. The Tuscaloosa native played ball at Hillcrest High School off Alabama Highway 69 South, and a young man that is a big time you know, athlete. He came to, to the Crimson Tide as a four star, six foot one, 226 pounds this past season. His best season to this point, 441 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Even showed he could catch the ball out of the backfield with 11 catches for 124 yards. Behind those two, you got the man with the juice, Keelan Robinson out of Washington, D.C. At 5'9", 190 pounds, a young man that is very, very highly explosive. When you watch him play, he's a uh, he's a he's he's the two point version of Kenyon Drake, to where he gets the ball, quick feet in the hole, subtle burst, really big, really big acceleration, and once he gets to the second and third level of a defense, you can't catch a speed and bullet, folks. He gone. He is gone to the house and. Keegan Robinson this past season, 254 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He actually had the best yards per carry average of all the running backs on the roster at 6.51 yards per rush. So there's Keegan Robinson. Behind him, you've got Trey Sanders, the pride of Port St. Joe, Florida, at 6 feet, 214 pounds out of IMG Academy, and here is somebody that fans are very excited to see on the field, a guy that if he does not get hurt in August camp of last season, if he does not get hurt, here's a guy that would have taken some carries away from Najee Harris and Brian Robinson and could have really been a big-time factor last season just due to he's a complete compact running back, can run the ball in between the tackles, great power, tremendous speed, can catch the ball out the backfield. He can do a bit of everything Trey Sanders can, and just coming up in this season, it's going to be fun watching him take the field and do you know what he does consistently on a continuous basis on Saturdays in the fall. So that's Trey Sanders. And then you got three freshmen in here. You have Jace McClellan out of out of the Texas area, a high recruited young man that had a tremendous high school career and somebody who is also very, very speedy, very fast, very athletic, hits the accelerator extremely well. He's got some power to his game, just really, really quick feet behind him. Roy Dell Williams, I talked about him from Hueytown High School and uh, a guy that I got a chance to speak with somebody who has worked countlessly in training Williams. And uh, you know, he told me the body of this young man cut up, uh, ripped up right now. He's got an NFL-type body right now. And a guy that runs strong, will carry guys with him. A very quick feet, shifty guy. Strong hands in terms of providing that stiff arm. A guy that totaled over 5,000 career rushing yards, 5,929 career rushing yards. He had 92 total scores, 84 rushing touchdowns. And while he's kind of taken a back seat because people talk so much about Jace McClellan and Trey Sanders and Keenan Robinson and other guys on the roster, once Roy Dale Williams gets his opportunity 
that young man is going to be special. Really looking forward to seeing him. And then, of course, last but not least, Kyle Edwards at six feet, uh, 210 pounds out of uh, Louisiana, a guy that I know on Touchdown Alabama Magazine, our own Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for the site, had him listed as a four-star prospect. And here is somebody that has big power, big uh, Big power, big toughness, got some speeds, got some shiftiness. He brings a little bit something something different to the table. So for Alabama, for Nick Saban, you got seven running backs. And uh, I believe Coach Saban wants to keep all seven guys. The question here will be is how will the rotation be dealt out, right? We know Najee Harris is going to be running back one. We know he's the first guy. But – who is going to be running back 1B or running back number 2? Will it be Trey Sanders? Will Trey Sanders and Najee Harris kind of share the carries? And you've got the next wave being Brian Robinson as the next guy with him possibly playing some H-back as well. And then you throw in a Keenan Robinson. And then you have the three freshmen kind of get in the four games they want to play in or that the coaching staff wants to put them in before you slap the red shirt on them. It's just going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see how Coach Saban manipulates the rotation here at running back because whomever wins his quarterback, at this point, whomever comes out of this quarterback race in fall camp, which right now it would be Mac Jones, you've seen how if Alabama does not get a chance to play the A-Day game, uh, it would really sort of uh, hurt Bryce Young's opportunity to get out there on the field and show the fans, show the coaching staff, show his teammates that he is bar none the guy for the job. So if we go into fall camp with no spring period, as we're still waiting until further notice, but if we go into fall camp and uh, – it's Mac Jones being the guy, which he definitely sets up as the guy. Then the best help for a quarterback would be a very strong run game, a very strong offensive line. Alabama's going to have the offensive line intact, but this run game with led by Najee Harris, to whom the one thing that the fan base would like to see from him is a bit more power. He's got the speed. He's got the hurtling, uh, stiff-arming, juke moves. He's got a lot of the finesse abilities, but more power to be added to his game. Can he drag defenders? Can he carry guys an extra two and three and four yards down the field? Can he do those things? Can he have guys jump on his back, but he's still pushing the pile? He's still carrying guys. So can Najee Harris have more power to his game. That's the thing for him. Uh, for Brian Robinson, uh, can he really sort of step up and be that bona fide number two guy, fend off a Keelan Robinson, fend off a Trey Sanders, and be that bona fide number two guy? Because much like Najee, Brian Robinson's trying to create a first-round draft stock for himself. And uh, then for Trey Sanders, the biggest thing for him, you know, can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Can he remain on the field? And can he make this upcoming season be the season to where he's not just taking carries from other guys, but he can carve out a a big role to where he can see the ball more, he can touch the ball more. So this 2020 season – 
Can't wait till fall camp to get cranked back up in August so that we can see these guys for ourselves. Yours truly of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I can't wait for the first open practice that first week of August where it's going to be hot as a bottle rocket, but I'm going to be able to get out there on that field, see these running backs, see who's looking at the part, see who's looking sharp, and just see how this depth chart stacks up here on the field. But we take our next break here on In My Own Words. But upon our return, we dive back into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, and concerns in the YouTube chat line, folks, right after this. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. A Monday, and it's your time again, Crimson Tide fans. 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number and leave a voicemail with that number. But as you, but we now officially have a call in the queue here, and we take this call right now. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on tonight? What's going on, Stephen? How you doing, man? Man, I cannot complain here, man. Been talking some uh, some top five movies in, in regards to football. Just finding ways to pass the time, man. As this limbo continues. Oh yeah, man. I I, I saw this thing online. People were racing marbles. It was like a it was like four or five million people, you know, watching it. Like, okay, this is all the sports we got. <laughs> but um, man, if, I got if, a question. If you for think you. if you think that's crazy. I got a friend of mine that's been documenting his life without sports, and he got to day three, and it's him watching two old men play checkers. And the moment one of the old guys says, King me, my friend says, let's go. <laughs> man, that's what it's come to, man. So, I, look, I, I appreciate the show. I appreciate your insight, you know, giving us something to, to watch and listen to, you know, while we're, you know, waiting for the, for the season to come back, well, for the fall camp and, you know, sports to come back. But, you know, in the vein of what you've been talking about, I got a question for you, kind of a hypothetical. Um, if you could bring back uh, one offensive player and one defensive player, you know, for one season um, under the Saban, the Saban era, who would you bring back and why? Okay. The one offensive player I would bring back under the Saban era, I would bring back Josh Jacobs. 
the one defensive player I would bring back under the Saban era, I would bring back Tim Williams. And uh, I would bring back Josh Jacobs because he just had a passion about him when it, when it comes to running the football. The way he ran, it was as if he was running away from something and then running to something at the same time. Like, he had a special, determined, hungry type of running style. I, I remember his first practice as a freshman in 2016 when he came in as a three-star. He ran Mac Wilson over. And everybody looked and was like, oh, my gosh, who just trucked Mac Wilson? And folks were like, Josh Jacobs? They couldn't believe it. So just Josh Jacobs' hunger – I would love to have that back offensively. Defensively, give me Tim Williams because Timmy, Timmy, Timmy danced to the beat of his own drama. He was a dynamic sack specialist. I remember after the SEC championship game, I believe it was 2016, where everybody else is celebrating with players and coaches while the confetti is falling. Timmy Williams is dancing by himself in confetti. Like the confetti's raining down, and Timmy's just hitting the cabbage patch right there in the confetti by himself. So uh, offensively, give me Josh Jacobs. Defensively, give me the uh, give me Tim Williams. Oh yeah, man, Tim Williams was a beast. You know, I just think about if we had him. You know, just in, you know, this last year or year before. You know, that could have been a difference. Well, last year could have been a difference in a championship game. Um, you know, offensively, I've always thought, you know, we could ever get back, you know, I, I definitely like your, your Josh Jacobs pick. But I think, you know, Derrick Henry, like he could just, Ooh, okay. know, just having somebody like him just be able to, you know, any point he can break it, you know. And then, you know, people are soft nowadays. He'll be so big, you know, at the, at the, at the college level, just unstoppable, you know. Um, you know, obviously somebody like Julio would have been nice too, just because, um, you know, you can't stop him. But I feel like we, we're kind of set at, at wide receiver. So, well, you know, and running back too. But I just feel like on a college game, having that, that, that running back, you can just control the, control the, the ball so long. But definitely appreciate it, man. Th- thanks for answering my question. No problem, man. Keep listening to us. We got another call here in the queue. You are live with a Monday in my own words, the podcast. What's on your mind? Hey, Stephen, how are you? Can't complain here, man. How are we feeling? Uh, probably the same as a lot of these other people looking at this. Uh, daggum coronavirus is uh, just, just unfortunate. You know, I was really looking forward to getting the reports from spring practice and seeing how the guys are competing with, uh, you know, a lot of the new guys coming in and, you know, Mac Jones and, and some of these other players. And uh, the fact that these guys just can't seem to, to be able to, to, to compete and do anything, I mean, just, you know, kind of don't really know what to do. I mean, I'm not much of a basketball fan, but, I mean, you know, NBA's down and college football's down and everything else is down. I'm getting reports on the NFL. But, you know, I was I was listening to what you were saying about the about the running backs, and I just really feel like we have a pretty deep group coming, coming in and, and with that deep group, I and expect the Mac Jones to probably get the start. Um, I want to know, you know, your thoughts in, in terms of uh, if we feel that he's going to, if the Saban and um, you know Sarkeesian are going to, uh, um, you know, probably run the ball, you know, thirty, forty times a game, and you know, kind of go back to that game manager style. Because I mean, you know, truth be told, I mean, I love Jalen, I love Tua, but you know, when we have more of those game manager type quarterbacks. 
you know, it seemed like that's when we won those national championships. And, you know, Mac, you know, you talked about him the other day, the other night, rather, that, uh, you know, he's not really all that flashy, but, you know, he's, he can definitely get the job done, more of a game manager. So I just want to get your thoughts on that to see, you know, do you think that um, um, we're going to kind of go back more to ground and pound and, you know, got seven running backs. I think we'll probably play about four of them. Um, but just wanted your thoughts on that and um, just kind of curious on that. Running back room, man, is deep. Appreciate the call, by the way. Running back room is deep. I think Alabama does go back to being more balanced. Nick Saban has talked about that for quite some time, wanting to control the ball, take the air out of the ball, stop the opposing offense a little bit by keeping them on the sideline. Now, 30 to 40 times a game running the football, I don't really see that. However, I do see about, about 25 to 30 times a game running the football just you know, getting um, – Mac Jones comfortable into what you're trying to do. I look at what Steve Sarkeesian did with Tua, and then what Steve Sarkeesian was able to do with Mac Jones, even with Tua going down. I think Saban trusts Sark to make sure that uh, Mac is able to make the plays on the field, but I can see way more balance coming into the next season with the run game. But appreciate that call, man. No problem. Roll tight. We're going to go to another break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. But folks, don't touch that down. When we get back, we will touch on some NFL action involving one Derrick Henry who got the franchise tag by the Tennessee Titans. Did they make the right decision? Did they make the wrong decision? We'll touch it up after this. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back inside the conversation, folks. That is in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama magazine. And uh, we get into uh Former Alabama running back Derrick Henry. How things right now are going on in the National Football League in terms of contracts, free agency market starting to open up next week, and different guys are on the move. But we look at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, former five-star running back at Alabama, former national champion, won the Heisman in 2015, all-American guy, larger than life, Derrick Henry. And this past season, His best year by far for the Tennessee Titans. 303 carries, 
1,540 yards rushing, the league in rushing, 16 touchdowns, was the co-leader in touchdowns, averaged 5.1 yards per carry, had eight 100-yard games. I mean, you get the gist, people. Derrick Henry was just dominant last year. And despite his dominance, despite him taking the Tennessee Titans to the playoffs in his fourth year, coming in in the 2016 NFL draft after taking the Titans to the playoffs in his fourth year at nine and seven, and the Titans get to the AFC Championship game. Despite all of this, Tennessee has a chance to sign Derrick Henry to a big deal. To sign to a deal that he is deserving of. They sat there and franchise tagged Derrick Henry on today. Derrick Henry is set to make twelve point sixty three million dollars off the franchise tag, but. They gave the big money to Ryan Tannehill, quarterback. Ryan Tannehill just pocketed four years worth $118 million. Are you kidding me? Four years, $118 million for Ryan Tannehill. That is $91 million in total guarantees. That is $62 million fully guaranteed. And No offense to Ryan Tannehill whatsoever, okay? I'm not hating on Ryan Tannehill. I'm not bashing him. No palm trees here, okay? He stabilized the Tennessee Titans at quarterback. I get that. Tennessee thought their guy was supposed to be Marcus Mariota out of Oregon. Hey, it didn't work out. You bring in Ryan Tannehill. He stabilizes the group. I get all of that. I understand all of that. But Ryan Tannehill is not a top-tier quarterback. He's not a number one quarterback. He's not even a second-tier quarterback. He's that type of quarterback What's that favorite term Nick Saban likes to use? A'ight. That's Brian Tannehill. He's a'ight. He's a a'ight quarterback. You don't pay an a'ight quarterback $118 million. You just don't do that. You, you franchise tag the a'ight quarterback. You don't pay that man $118 million. And if he walks out the door because he doesn't want the franchise tag, oh, well. You got a bunch of other quarterbacks in the free agency period you can get. You can even draft a guy. This is Derrick Henry. This is the heart and soul of your team. This is the energy of your team. This is the engine that makes the team go. Like, no Derrick Henry. Playoffs? Playoffs? There's no playoffs without Derrick Henry. There's no playoffs. And the fact that people, people, against the two best teams in the NFL last year, against the two best defenses in the AFC playoffs last year. You're born in the playoffs. You become legendary in the playoffs against the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens. Tell me where Ryan Tannehill was. I'll wait. Tell me where he was. Boy, man, was nowhere to be found. Ryan Tannehill and both of those two games combined, 29 pass attempts. 29. He didn't even hit 30 pass attempts in both games combined. He had 160 passing yards combined in both games. Where was Tannehill? But where was Derrick Henry? Oh, Derrick Henry was just pounding and pounding and pounding and just obliterated two of the best run defenses in the NFL against the Ravens and the Patriots. He averaged, what, 30 carries against both? He averaged, what, 180-plus yards rushing against both? He averaged, what, 5.1 yards a carry against both? He carried both defenses, pushing them, carrying them for five to six extra yards? 
I mean, he had Bill Belichick in full panic mode. Bill Belichick, who's regarded as the greatest coach in NFL history. Bill Belichick, a six-time Super Bowl winner. Bill Belichick, the man who wears that same hoodie every single Sunday. Just tore him apart. Derrick Henry did. You look at the Ravens defense that had Matthew Judon and Marlon Humphrey and you know all those guys. Earl Thomas. I mean, Derrick Henry put Earl Thomas in a full-on spin cycle, and he couldn't even get out of it. So the fact that you paid Ryan Tannehill $118 million and you franchise tag Derrick Henry, it's just a shame. It's just a shame. Now, he, he can't pursue the free agency market because of the franchise tag, but this move is going to somehow end up coming back to bite the Tennessee Titans. I just feel it coming because you don't pay no I quarterback, no $118 million. But that, 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 that's just me. Anyway, before I get worked up here, folks, if you want to know where to get the best in news, notes, and information, on Alabama football, it's simple, people. You download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very easy to do. You can get this by going to your iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone, the podcast options. We got your audio listening pleasures, whatever those being iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast.fm. Tune in radio, iHeartRadio, we got you covered. If the good Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday to continue the conversation that is Alabama football. But, as always, my favorite three things, husbands, love your wives. Wives, be good to those husbands. Children, be sure to get your chores done since school is apparently canceled. Get your three hearty meals a day, your three outstanding laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the people around you. And until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words.